European Heart Journal Case Reports 2020. I am Dr Jenny Han, Podcast Editor. Today, I will be talking about a case report by Do Van Chin, Fang Danghai, Li Thainong and Pham Chung Son from 108 Central Military Hospital, Hanoi, Vietnam, titled Multiple Spontaneous Coronary Artery Dissections Associated with Intravenous Donor Rubicin Treatment for Acute Myelocytic Leukemia, a case report. Multiple spontaneous coronary artery dissection is a rare condition which may lead to sudden cardiac death, acute myocardial infarction, and acute heart failure. The following case report is the first report to show the association of intravenous donor rubicin with this condition. The case. A 57-year-old female presented with left lower arm purpura and several weeks of left thigh intramuscular hematoma. She had no risk factors for coronary artery disease, such as hypertension, diabetes, heart failure, or smoking. She was diagnosed with AML, acute myeloid leukemia, type M3, and had a first cycle of chemotherapy with cytarabine and tretinoin. This was successful with no complications, and she was discharged in a stable condition. One month after discharge, she was re-hospitalized with cough, exertional dyspnea, and bleeding from her gums. She had no fever, weight loss, or chest pain. Examination revealed scattered subcutaneous purpura, heart rate of 110 beats per minute, blood pressure of 120 over 70 millimeters of mercury, and no murmurs. Admission chest x-ray showed clear lung fields. Full blood count showed anemia, thrombocytopenia, and significant leukocytosis with 86.1% neutrophils. She therefore had a second cycle of chemotherapy with intravenous donor rubicin and cytarabine. Immediately after the infusion, she reported fatigue, acute dyspnea, and heavy chest pain. Examination revealed wheezing, coarse respiratory crackles, and tachycardia, with a heart rate between 100 to 150 beats per minute. Her blood pressure dropped to 100 over 60 millimetres of mercury. Oxygen saturations dropped from 95% to 73% despite 15 litres per minute of oxygen therapy. D-dimer was five times the upper limit. Prothrombin was 61% and fibrinogen was 1.04 grams per litre. She was found to be in type 2 respiratory failure on arterial blood gas, with PaO2 of 54 millimetres of mercury, PaCO2 of 52 millimetres of mercury, and acidosis, with pH 7.23. She was therefore intubated and transferred to the intensive care unit for mechanical ventilation. Chest x-ray now showed bilateral ground glass opacity reflecting fluid filling the alveolar spaces. 12-lead ECG showed 2-4mm ST segment elevation in leads V2-V6, to V6, 1 and ABL. Transthoracic echocardiogram showed left ventricular ejection fraction of 50%, apical and septal hypokinesia, and pulmonary arterial pressure of 48 millimetres of mercury. Due to suspicion of STEMI, ST elevation myocardial infarction, she was transferred to the catheterization laboratory. Diagnostic angiograms show multiple coronary dissections in the mid-left anterior descending artery and mid-left circumflex artery. Unfortunately, there was sudden loss of output, and she died after unsuccessful resuscitation. Discussion In order to discuss this interesting case report, I will first provide an overview of SCAD, spontaneous coronary artery dissection. This is characterized by spontaneous intramuscular hematoma development in the coronary artery wall. 
leading to the creation of a false lumen and compression of the true lumen. The exact pathophysiology is unknown, and theories include disruption of the intima from the inside or vasomotorum hemorrhage into the tunica media from the outside. Patients usually present with NSTEMI or STEMI, there are a small proportion present with ventricular arrhythmia. The most common clinical symptom is chest pain, and patients may also present with nausea and vomiting, sweating, dyspnea, and back pain. Predisposing conditions include fibromuscular dysplasia, pregnancy, multiparity, hereditary arteriopathy, connective tissue disorders, exogenous hormonal therapy, systemic inflammatory diseases, migraine headaches, and coronary spasms. It was once considered a very rare disease, but the adoption of high-sensitivity cardiac biomarkers and intracoronary imaging has shown that the incidence is higher than previously thought, with a French study reporting SCAD in 36% of women under 60 with ACS and one or fewer conventional cardiovascular risk factors. Most cases of SCAD can be diagnosed through coronary angiogram, though intracoronary imaging with IVUS, intravascular ultrasound, or OCT, optical coherence tomography, is used when diagnosis is uncertain. The management of SCAD is usually conservative, with dual antiplatelet therapy and beta blockers if patients are hemodynamically stable, as most cases will heal completely. Some patients with ongoing ischemia, sustained ventricular arrhythmias, or left main stem involvement may benefit from revascularization with PCI, percutaneous coronary intervention, or cabbage coronary artery bypass grafting. PCI in these patients is associated with worse outcomes than when performed for atherosclerotic coronary disease, since there is a risk of the guide wire entering the false lumen and causing secondary dissection. IVUS and OCT are therefore recommended in all PCI cases to help visualise the dissection. Cabbage is less frequently used and is indicated as salvage therapy in failed PCI or in left main stem disease. One small study has demonstrated good initial success of cabbage, but also found high rates of graft occlusion over time. Currently, there are no specific studies for multiple SCAD, as in our case report. European guidelines currently recommend that management is the same for single SCAD, with assessment of each vessel individually for management. The patient in this case report did not have any of the recognised features for SCAD mentioned before. However, she had been given an intravenous infusion of donorubicin shortly before development of SCAD. Donorubicin is an anthracycline which inhibits toporisomerase 2 mediated interaction with DNA, leading to its antineoplastic and cytotoxic effects. It is used internationally for the treatment of AML, as it is recommended in the European Leukemia Net and the United States National Comprehensive Cancer Network Clinical Practice Guidelines. It is also known to be associated with acute cardiac toxicity, such as the development of cardiomyopathy and heart failure. However, the significance of this case report is that this is the first report associating intravenous donorubicin infusion with the development of multiple SCAD. By reporting this association in this case report, awareness can be raised about acute cardiac complications following intravenous donorubicin. The authors considered that the patient's presentation may have been due to DIC, disseminated intravascular coagulation, or differentiation syndrome. Although coagulation tests had demonstrated DIC, this would not lead to the ECG changes or multiple dissections on angiography. They therefore concluded that DIC may have contributed to 
but was not the cause of the patient's collapse. Differentiation syndrome is a complication which may arise from the treatment of AML type M3 with tretinoin or arsenic and has the characteristic primary clinical features of dyspnea, unexplained fever, weight gain, and chest x-ray showing pleural effusion and pulmonary infiltrates, and other clinical features of peripheral edema and hypotension. This patient did not have any of the previous symptoms, and initial chest x-ray was clear, so it was therefore less likely differentiation syndrome caused this presentation. In conclusion, the authors have highlighted the following learning points. Multiple SCAD is a rare condition which can cause fatal consequences such as sudden cardiac death, acute myocardial infarction, and acute heart failure. AML is the most prevalent malignancy of the bone marrow in adults, and conventional treatment regimen includes intravenous infusion of donorubicin for three days and cytarabine for seven days. It is essential to recognize the cardiac complications following intravenous donorubicin administration for AML, such as multiple chlorine dissections. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this fascinating case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcast. References used to create this podcast and the original case report are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by Stage Shirt.